everyone. Today we have Sean Kelly, the Executive Director of AMIP, Advanced Manufacturing Industry Partnership, with us today. Hi, Sean. How are you? Hey, Lacey. Good to see you. Good to see you. So those who are familiar with AMIP probably have seen our press release that goes a little bit further in depth on Sean's role and his background. But Sean, can you share with us just some of the highlights of your background and why you joined AMIP in a leadership capacity? Sure. Thank you. I've looked at AMIP for years. I've been a partner, a collaborator in the work of AMIP. And uh, there are so many incredible employer partners in this region, and they have been such good partners as far as uh, helping the next generation, the next workforce uh, that's that's coming through our schools right now. Uh, they've been amazing partners in making sure that those uh, students understand just how how much of an impact a career in advanced manufacturing can have on the region. Uh, it, it's really important and. When I had an opportunity to get more involved, and then had you know had this opportunity to you know take on this leadership role within the organization, it's a dream come true because I believe in making. I believe in making in our region uh, for over a hundred years. Advanced manufacturing has been an integral part of the Greater Cincinnati region and what makes us uh, so successful and what makes people want to to live here. Uh, so I, I'm I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, we're just thrilled to have you too, I'm sure. <laughs> um, how did So can you tell me a little bit about how AMIP kind of got its start? I know initially it was kind of umbrellaed with other nonprofits and really kind of we branched out on its own and kind of what that looks like now. Sure. AMIP uh, was originally started through an organization called Partners for a Competitive Workforce and uh, was really connected, again, to that whole Southwest Ohio, Northern Kentucky, Southeastern Indiana region, making sure that everyone felt a part of it and making sure that we were celebrating uh, advanced manufacturing and all that it has to offer, you know, the quality jobs that are available in advanced manufacturing and the the, the fact that people who have careers in advanced manufacturing, they have the opportunity to really grow within those organizations. It's not just a uh, entry-level job that, you know, you do that for a few years and then you go somewhere else. It's really a place, uh, advanced manufacturing is an opportunity to grow your career within an organization. I think that from the very beginning, it's been all about celebrating that and making sure that we brought more employer partners to the table and that we had just as many uh, community partners and education partners who were willing to come together to kind of build those bridges between all of the organizations. So that, that's what we've been about, and and that's what we hope to keep doing. Awesome. And so I know that, you know, coming into this role and kind of being a part of AMIP has presented its challenges. Um, what would you say is like the biggest challenge that I guess you're facing or AMIP is facing right now? And, you know, what what's your plan to kind of overcome it? I, I think the biggest challenge for the entire region, state, country, world, frankly, uh, is that we're coming out of just the last year of just the, you know the ravages of COVID and all that that has done to impact our world. And I think a real bright spot, though, in the future is that if if COVID did one thing, it really let us know that it is more critical than ever to make sure that we have the infrastructure and the supply chain here in our own state, in our own country, to make sure that we are making the products that we need in an emergency. And I think it became all too apparent 
that we rely on far too many other partners to bring those products to America, to Ohio, to the Cincinnati region. And so I, I think it, it shines a light on the more that we can make here, the more that we can innovate here, and the more that we can go about figuring out what do we need to make sure that when something like this, you know, something similar to this would ever happen again, that we would be better prepared to actually handle all the products that we need to make sure that our population is safe. I, I absolutely love that answer because, yes, I think it absolutely was apparent during this whole pandemic, you know, a lot of manufacturers, even local ones, stepped up and really wanted to help out their community and they wanted to do things that maybe weren't cookie cutter or you know, in their current skill set. So that's that's great that you're highlighting that because I know a lot of people who stepped up, but there's obviously more growth needed. So what's one thing that, you know, AMIP has done or you've helped AMIP accomplish that makes you proud? You, you know, there, there are several, but I'll, I'll point to one pre, and I think in the future, we're going to start saying pre-COVID, post-COVID. Uh, but pre-COVID, you know, we, we had the highest number of students who were connected to employers during a manufacturing month than any other region in the country. We had over 5,000 students who had an experience with a manufacturer to let them, you know, hands-on, minds-engaged kind of experiences where these students got to see their future, frankly, and they got to see like, hey, this is something I could do. This is something I'm excited about, solving problems, making, you know, making solutions. That's That was one big thing is connecting more students. But, you know, maybe even more important, if you looked around our community and looked around the state over the last year, of how many manufacturers stepped up to create and produce something that they traditionally didn't do. I mean, whether it was masks or the uh, hand sanitizer, um, there were so many companies who were being really creative and and not only creative and innovative, but just more, you know, per perhaps more importantly, just good citizens to say, hey, you know what, our community needs help at this time, and this is what we're going to do. So, you know, that that's always impressive. And then finally, I think another big highlight for me personally has just been that even though COVID has taken such a toll over the last year, we still managed to reach thousands of kids and to make sure that they still knew that advanced manufacturing, we, we pivoted and we said, hey, yeah, we know you can't come in person. You're not even in school in person. And so we obviously we can't bring you to our plants. You can't get on buses to come visit us. But we're going to create virtual experiences. And our employer partners, they did it. They stepped up and they created virtual experiences. And we had so many wonderful experiences for these students, even though they couldn't physically be present. And I think another benefit to come out of a horrible situation is that we learned that in some cases, it may be better for students to connect virtually because then it's not such a hassle uh, to get kids out of a regular school day. Or perhaps, you know, they don't have to deal with the expense of renting a bus to get their students across town or across the county or whatever it is to get to that experience. So I think, you know, we, we made the best out of a, just a horrible situation and uh, we it's kind of stuck true to the mission of let's make sure we're reaching as many kids as possible. Yeah, I think, and that would certainly be kind of a good challenge that we kind of, you know, reach out to companies around and say, you know, if you have a virtual experience or you guys want to film one or, you know, they have the 
interest in doing that, they are absolutely, you know, they can reach out to us and we would be willing to kind of spread that as a resource to, you know, some of our education partners and some of the other, you know, connections that we have within the region. So we could definitely challenge some uh, companies to be sure to do that because anybody who's really looking for a talent pipeline, even if it's just, you know, not necessarily short term, but long term, you know, it, it definitely makes a difference. So what advice do, would you give somebody, whether it's a student or maybe an adult who's, you know, kind of a lifelong learner or even for educators who are wanting to learn more about careers in manufacturing? Certain advice would be, we, we again, we have many great educational partners uh, in our community, whether it's, um, you know, Warren County Career Center or Butler Tech or Great Oaks or uh, Cincinnati Public Schools, all, all kinds of school districts. Um, and I, I knew as soon as I started listing all those, I'm like, okay, now I'm not going to mention all, you know, 52 of them or whatever it is. But th- those are some of our key partners. And you can always reach out and just ask the question. You know, finally, I, I would give the uh, just the invitation to anyone, whether you are a student or an adult looking to perhaps, you know, uh, take on a new career challenge, whatever it is, is to reach out to us and let us put you in touch directly with an employer and just learn something. And, you know, as I tell students all the time, I I would give the same advice to adults. Often when you're having these experiences and you learn about a, a new company and you learn about what they make and you learn about the culture of that company and, you know, you learn about what does it take? Are there credentials? Are there degrees? Are there um, certificates? What is it that could lead to a job at that place and then eventually lead to a career? While you're learning about that part of it, you're also learning perhaps what you might not want to do. And so you're learning, you know, if, if you find a company and you're intrigued by what they do and you, you, you perhaps you know the product that they make, you can reach out to them and just ask the question or reach out to us and let us be that bridge to the company. You know, give us a call and, and say, hey, I'd really I'm curious about a new career, but um, I'm not really sure where to start. And that's that's somewhere we'd be happy to help. Great. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I have lived that myself. I mean, honestly, I have a previous background producing news and then eventually I came into the manufacturing space and I'm just I'm extremely passionate about it simply because, you know, you see just this collaboration among these teams putting together, you know, for my company, it's capital machinery, but, you know, you never know. There's so many parts and things that are being produced and made or assembled just in our backyard. So that's really awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners or have any other notes or any resources that you want to give a shout out to at this time? Uh, I would have two things Uh, just for employers, for our employer partners in the community, do not hesitate. I know you're all busy. Uh, I know enough of you, and uh, I'm friends with a good number of you. I know how busy you are. I know the challenges that you face every day in making sure that your plant is operating at the capacity that you need it to. I understand all that. However, I am telling you to find a few minutes and reach out to us and just see what could it look like to be a partner with AMIP. And, you know, what can we help you do? And, and and perhaps just learn a little bit more about how we would like to help you be that. And then to the to the students uh, and to the, the parents out there of the students, I would say have an open mind and, and reach out to us to say, what can my daughter or son do in your organization? You know, they this is what they love in school. These are the things they gravitate to after school. They like to do these certain things. You know, is there a uh, is there a field 
where that would those skills would match up in your world. And I, I'm pretty certain that in most days I could point them to a company in our region that would say, yes, we would love to hire your daughter. Yes, we would love to hire your son. You know, let, let's start talking now. Even though you're in high school, let's start talking now. And then, you know, we can be a partner as you move through your education path and then beyond. Awesome. I appreciate you so much for joining us today, Sean. If you guys have any questions for him, his contact details will be in the episode description as well as the link to the AMIP website. So if you'd like to contact us in general, feel free to go there under the contact us site. Next up, we have Molly Fender with the Education Pillar. Hi, Molly. Hi, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So can you tell me a little bit about what your pillar oversees? Yes, so I'm co-lead on the education pillar. Uh, Specifically, our pillar is focused on building relationships um, with academic institutions to promote manufacturing and develop opportunities that really generate a pool of qualified candidates uh, to bridge the labor gap within the manufacturing industry. Where do you see the most potential for growth for this pillar? So the most potential growth for this the education pillar, in my opinion, is working with tri-state area high schools, both traditional high schools and the vocational schools. So how are some of the AMIP overall initiatives aligning with your pillar's impact and the growth for manufacturing as an industry in this area or really, you know, working with specific employers to try to feed into that pipeline? So we've got two initiatives that we've been working on. The first is Manufacturing Day, and the second are these teacher externships. Okay, can you tell me a little bit more about the teacher externships? Yeah, so teacher externships uh, furthers AMIP's goal to find a way for teachers to learn about the advanced manufacturing industry, uh, career opportunities within advanced manufacturing, and then take that knowledge and share it with their students and their parents and their peers. Awesome. And so for those educators or teachers or even for students or adults looking, what advice do you have for somebody looking at a career in manufacturing? In this area, I would tell them that Ohio is powered by manufacturing. Um, And our industry sector is responsible for 17% of Ohio's GDP. And Not only are we the largest contributor to Ohio's economy, we're also the highest paying industry sector in Ohio um, with the average earnings around 60,000 a year. Not only do we power this Ohio's economy, we also pay. And these aren't jobs that are boring, they're exciting, They're, they're high tech and they're high paying. Awesome. Well, I appreciate all the advice and all the insight that you have for us. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Next up, we have Emily Larsh, who's a co-lead for our talent pipeline pillar. How are you today, Emily? Good. How are you, Lacey? I'm swell. So can you tell me a little bit about what your pillar does or what they oversee? Sure. So the talent pipeline pillar really is focused on the networking and the connections between all of our different companies, educators, students, you know, we've kind of tried to branch out into those different spaces and connect people to the right resources. So that's kind of our, that's our drive there. 
Certainly. And I mean, that's a good drive to have. And, you know, really the connections between these resources is so vital right now with some of the other initiatives that we have. So can you tell me, um, you know, where you see the most potential growth for this pillar or how are some of the overarching AMIP initiatives aligning to impact growth? So Will and I have talked often about where we can make kind of the biggest, biggest impact, biggest push to kind of help every one of those different, you know, spaces that have kind of raised their hand to say we're interested in learning more. Um, And we really have zeroed in on these co-ops, externships, you know, yes, we want the communication, yes, we want to connect the right people, but then what? So it's that then what piece that we want to make really easy. So co-ops have been a hot topic for us. We still have so much work to do to make it easier for the right people to end up in the right building and get the work done. So I think that is one of our biggest initiatives. And then as far as AMIP as a whole, you know, it's all these things fit together so nicely because it is this grassroots effort of people that just kind of went, wait a minute, you're talking about the same things I'm talking about and you have the same needs that I have. Like maybe we should sit together and see if we can't sort this out. So it kind of fits together in so many ways with the education pillar for counselors and um, students to then have a teacher that goes into a company that can start this co-op and build the curriculum. So it really just kind of piece by piece, we fit together really nicely to kind of help push these other pillars forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen firsthand, you know, kind of how even with the workshop that we had last Friday, it's it's very much about building this community of like-minded individuals who all have kind of similar goals and similar challenges and just learning from each other or kind of bouncing things off of each other and really kind of pushing, you know, initiatives all around. It's not just AMIP's initiatives. It's all these community organizations and everything else. So that's great thing, you know. We've been disconnected. You know, it's been an interesting year that we've been disconnected from each other and we've had to get really creative on how we can maintain that close, that close-knit relationship, you know, those multiple interactions and checking in with people. And so we all were kind of flipped on our head. I'm sure that a lot of the employers out there are going, yeah, no kidding, you know, teachers and all these people that had to kind of change the way they thought about work and being productive. And AMIP was no no different. So we've had to change the game and figure out new technologies and ways to keep people connected in kind of a tricky a tricky space. So how long have you been involved with AMIP in a leadership capacity, and how did you get your start with AMIP? I started with Makino in 2015, and we actually had a Manufacturing Day um, event that was to beat the band, and we tried to develop that a little bit more and go a little bit further and almost made it more of a Manufacturing Summit where it wasn't just Makino folks, it was anyone that was interested in setting up a table come to our building, let's get everyone together and make it really easy to attract, you know, the right kind of talent and the right people to this space. So after that, Debbie Combs, who was absolutely incredible in getting this initiative off the ground, and Amy Meyer kind of said, Em, you know, are you interested in, in stepping in here and talking to us a little bit about the talent pillar? It seems like, you know, you're kind of zeroed in on that for Makino, but we're thinking that we need some help in this advanced manufacturing space, and this is a great partner. So that's where the the hook 
the, the hook was laid out there um, for me to join. But I've been with them ever since, and we've come a really long way. We've we started really tiny. You know, Will jumped in there with us too, and we all kind of just got together and said, "Yeah, I think we can. I think we can make this. We can make this bigger than than what it is now, and do a little bit more than kind of what's expected." So. 2015 was my was my kickoff year, maybe even January of 16. But yeah, I've kind of kind of stuck stuck around since then because it's sort of an addicting feeling when you see them work out, when you see kids and students. I shouldn't say kids um, <laughs> land in these companies and take off, and teachers that are loving the fact that they can, you know, learn about an industry that they've never been exposed to for a couple weeks in the summer. I mean, it's just a really cool. Um, out of the box way of thinking. So, so it's a fun, it's a fun one. Yeah, I think we're definitely kind of on this cusp of kind of exponential growth now that, you know, our team really has been kind of pushing, you know, different, just different avenues of trying to reach out to everybody. And all these pillars are really, I mean, not that they haven't, but you know, I feel like at this point, even with COVID, our teams are still working really together really well. So for those students or even, you know, adults or um, some of the educators, what would you, what advice would you have for someone who's potentially looking to or recommend a career in manufacturing? I would say it starts with doing a little bit of your own research. You know, we can tell you all day that this is a cool career, that it's rewarding, that you can make money, that you will enjoy it, that you will use skills that you didn't even know that you possessed in ways that you didn't even think possible. But it doesn't mean anything until you go and see it. So that was the beauty of Manufacturing Day, really, because it kind of was an eye-opener. I mean, our Integration Bay, and I know many others in this you know, manufacturing realm, um, you walk out there and it's a, a showroom floor. I mean, it is not a machine shop where it's dirty and hot and it's just not. It's very much a high-tech experience. And we're looking for people that are customer-facing, that love engineering, you know, that really, like, geek out on how these different things work and then how to take it further into the future because everything's going digital. So... I would say go see, you know, call a company, call your counselors, um, get in touch with people that are interested in co-ops or just willing to give you a tour and, and check it out, you know, start there and see if it doesn't at least, you know, get you more interested in finding out what else you can do with it. Um, and then, of course, you have us. I mean, our social and all of our different pages that we have, we hope to make it really easy to kind of help people find find their niche in this space. Absolutely. And there's so many different facets to, to manufacturing that, you know, maybe you walk in someplace and it might be, you know, a certain market segment, automotive or aerospace or, you know, and it might be overwhelming and, and it teaches you something that you might not want to do. You're like, oh, right. maybe I want to be in pharmaceutical or medical or something Absolutely. else. And the possibilities are endless. I agree. I totally agree. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Emily. Of course. Thanks for having me. Next up, we have Pete Borden, who's with the General Tool Company in Reading, Ohio. Pete is one of our co-leads for the industry commitment pillar. So, Pete, can you tell me a little bit about what your pillar is and what you guys oversee? 
Yes, good morning, Lacey. Um, nice to talk to you. Uh, I work along with John Henry from Mitsubishi, and we are helping with the manufacturing pillar, which means that we're talking to the manufacturing companies in the tri-state area, the employers, so to speak. So we urge them to join AMIP to really improve their company's performance. I, I would add that probably uh, almost 100% of the companies in the area or even in the U.S. would um, would say that they would hire skilled people if they could find them. That's a challenge that every employer has, and we think that AMIP helps to solve that problem. Yeah, the skills gap is is absolutely, you know, very much a concern for multiple employers that I have seen. So for you, is that where you see the most potential for growth, or is there other areas where you see growth for this pillar? Well, I would certainly say um, the mid to small size manufacturers should get some real value out of this. Companies that are 50 to 100 or less than 50 who have a uh, challenge finding new employees, they may have uh, one person or a part of a person doing HR tasks. This is a way to provide connections for those companies. For AMIP, there's, you know, multiple initiatives going on with the workshops and other pieces that, you know, we plan to launch at a later date. How is this aligning with your pillar to really impact its growth? Obviously, in the last 14 months, besides the dramatic effect of of the pandemic on everyone's business in terms of absenteeism, HR finding skilled people is is more of a challenge for manufacturers because our, our workforces cannot work remotely. Products still need to be made and shipped to customers. So I, I would say the most important value of AMIP is that you have the opportunity to meet very smart people in other companies uh, who have the exact same challenges that your company does. It's the power of someone who's been there, done that, or knowing that you're really not on an island, that you can chat with other people and get suggestions. The members really share best practices very openly because we're all interested in spreading the gospel, uh, so to speak, of uh, the importance of manufacturing, that they're great, high-paying jobs. Uh, some are technical, some are non-technical or less technical in every company. So every firm needs supply chain, purchasing, sales, marketing jobs to be filled. So we think the AMIP initiatives uh, dovetail to that very, very well. Certainly. And I think AMIP really is growing into a community of community partners and employers and people who are kind of behind some of the skills-based education providers in our region. And I think as we come together, you're exactly right. Like we will absolutely learn from each other. If there's somebody who has a great model of utilizing X, Y, or Z resources to really gain some more employees or technically skilled employees that are absolutely critical right now, this community can kind of show you some of the way, or, you know, if there's stuff that employers have already done that they have these success stories, we absolutely welcome those. Can you tell me a little bit about how long that you've been involved and really what motivates you to be part of AMIP? So I think it's been about five years. I, I guess I've always believed in the power of networking and enjoyed, have always enjoyed helping people make connections with others. Within each of our companies, we really become focused on internal issues. It, it's very important to be able to look outside in the community at large and 
see what's going on and hear what's uh, what what people are are doing. I think there's a lot of you know smaller companies that maybe real that are on the map, but you don't know them until you mm-hmm. see them, or you know they've joined AMIP or other other you know community organizations that really kind of can help them along. So for those individuals who are looking at a career in manufacturing, or what advice would you have for them? Take a look, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's all about. The people that you work with, a company's culture, building skills, becoming independent, and um, I think the wages and benefits will surprise a lot of people. I started out as a teacher, came to this business uh, through a family connection, and had a great career. So, yeah, take a look. Yeah, I definitely think that there is a something to you know having a thriving career that really lasts a long time in manufacturing. I know at my company, we have people who, you know, have been there for four or five decades and retire. I realize that's not the norm anymore, but if it's something that you really enjoy doing and you're really passionate about and you really enjoy working with some of the end users or the OEMs or through the supply chain, um, you can meet a lot of people, you can grow a network that, you know, is valid for, you know, even like the customer side and, and kind of go from there. Well, thanks, Pete. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for your time and initiative on this, Lacey. This concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us for the AMIP podcast. Please share this episode with any of your network who are struggling to build a robust talent pipeline in the manufacturing space. You can find a link to our website and other resources in the episode description. And if you're interested in getting involved with AMIP, feel free to reach out. There's a tab on the AMIP website that allows you to get in contact with our executive director, Sean Kelly, or any of the pillar leaders you've heard from today.